You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. This morning in studio, we welcome Patrick Earle. He is running for Lynchburg City Council. Good morning. Good morning, Janet. How are you? Good. We were talking before we went into break uh, actually about Bedford and some of the changes that they put in place after citizens there started getting their personal property taxes. They were 35% higher. Wow. Yikes. Uh, than they than they were before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, that's something that if you are elected, you guys are definitely going to be facing pushback. Citizens have been pushing back in Lynchburg for a while about the the real estate tax. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the, the personal property or the real estate? Real estate. Real estate. Uh, the, yes. Because that's what people have been. Uh, now, they're going to be fussing about the personal yeah, yeah. property yeah. too, but um, the the real estate uh, tax is is what they're talking about. Oh, it's 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 very high. It um, is the the the, and here's like the, the double edged sword about property taxes is that it's our biggest. It's the city's biggest source of income. Sure. So without that, it is it is um, we are for lack of a better term up creek. Um, the, we ha- you also have to be within a certain percentage of your. As a city, the a house is a certain percentage of actual worth, and we were way behind a couple of years ago. Um, but now we have, you yeah. know, I mean, but that's the thing when, when, when they first set that, yeah, when they first set that, that was one of those things that was like, okay, how do we set a budget during a pandemic? So, what they did was they set it, and all of a sudden the housing market just exploded, mm-hmm. right? So, we have the surplus. So, what do we do with it? We could give it back. Um, we could start changing property taxes. Um, we could find other ways you to could get do it both. Back. You could do both. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what the danger is, especially with just changing the property, actual percentage of property tax is what happens is if we have a couple bad years, right? We, we assess it again every two years. So what's going to happen is if we're short, we're going to have to raise it. So all we get is this yo-yo effect. Now, if we give the, this money back to the citizens, that might seem like a an amazing windfall for a lot of people, but what we're looking at is it's it is giving it's going to be the biggest tax break for those people that are the most wealthy, because the fact of the matter is if you're giving if you're giving a a percentage what they're talking about giving back we're looking at people that own a three hundred thousand dollar house like three hundred and fifty dollars over the year now a person that owns a three hundred fifty dollar house whether Three hundred dollars is a lot to them. That's you know they're gonna have to look at their bank account. But I would rather take that and put it toward like an infrastructure project that is gonna is gonna sap us down the line. Um, but it's all relative. I mean, because their home is is worth more, it's still proportionate to their value. So if my home isn't worth as much. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, um, you, I, I don't know how much your home is worth. If someone has a hundred thousand dollar house, a hundred dollars might be a lot to them, right? Mm-hmm. But what does that do to our coffers when we're like, okay, we're gonna give it all back? And if we don't give it all back and keep some, that that number keeps getting less and less and less. So would it behoove us to say, okay, we got one one we got one year of windfall or two years of windfall. Let's put it toward a project that is gonna crush us down the line. Because the fact of the matter, we live in a we live in a, one of the oldest cities in Virginia. Right. We need infrastructure. We need plumbing. Pretty soon, we're going to need more um, 
more internet, uh, more internet uh, wiring and everything like that. So I would rather see us put it towards something that is going to that is going to uh, hurt us in the long run. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. I do feel like at some point we need to give citizens something back. Right, because the fact of the matter is, we it is too high. We're taxing them too much. It's it's so, too it's too so much, and it's going to slow down people even coming into the city. Uh, yes, starting yes. businesses Absolutely. in the city. Um, that's why I, I mean, I I was the first candidate to say I think we should need to address the meals tax. It's too high. It's too high. It's been it's been it's one of the highest around. It's one of the highest in the country, and it's one of those things that helps everyone and not just property owners. It, it also, due to inflation, um, restaurants are having to raise their prices, and the higher they raise the prices, the less people are going to come into their restaurant. Yeah. Um, some busy folk are going are rely on fast food and eating out to feed their families and themselves between jobs and everything like that. So this is something I think they'll just take the bottom. I I, I feel like that is our best option because it is it is something that can be immediate, and it is something that will affect everyone and not just those that are the most wealthy. So we heard earlier the week that Lynchburg City Councilman Randy Nelson announced his resignation. I think his final uh, day is going to be November 7th. So that's coming up pretty quick. Absolutely. Were you surprised by that? Um, yes and no. Um, I, I have gotten to know Randy a little bit over the course of this ele- uh, this election and also uh, through through my career. Um, and he's he's the kind of he's the kind of man that stands on principle. Um, and I feel like the reasoning that he gave is, is rate is straight down, you know, what Randy would do. He's, we're look, we're facing down a huge controversial budget Yep. and he's and he wants that whatever new person is going to be on council, um, or at least a, a contingent of them, mm-hmm. right. Um, to have a voice in that and learn about it because if there is a huge shift in council, what's going to happen is, okay, we have a whole council. They're going to make one budget, and then the new council is going to be sworn in, and that and budget have to is deal with the have, ramifications. They're going to have to, yeah, they're going to have to deal with the ramifications. And that seems very Randy-like. Yeah, very much so. So I, I guess that part, you're right. That I guess that doesn't surprise me. Let's talk about for people who are voting in Lynchburg, mm-hmm. um, exactly how this process is going to work, uh, because you don't just vote for one person. You don't just vote for one person. There are three seats. Everyone you cast three votes right um uh don't leave a box empty uh and the way i mean and for those i mean i might be preaching to the choir so if forgive me if you already know this you might be but don't assume i don't know i didn't know know. you didn't know we have seven council seats right four of them are represent each of our four wards okay and then there are three of them that represent the whole city and the three that represent the whole city are up for grabs in this election. So, and we each serve four year terms. So two years from now, when we have an election, it's going to be the four wards. And then two years from that, it's going to be the three at large and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause I've lived in the city now for two years. And so this is the first time I'm voting for city council. Right. Oh, right on vote early and vote Earl. <laughs> Although you, That's you, get, your, you th- only have one more day to do that. <laughs> so my, after tomorrow, my campaign slogan's a bust. I know. Yeah, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to change, change that to then. Vote Tuesday and vote Earl. <laughs> vote Tuesday and vote Earl. So tell us your top three priorities. Okay. Um, as uh, you could do five, but. Well, I'm, honestly, there's it's it's one big umbrella that encompasses everything. It's public services. Uh, our public services are understaffed. 
I feel like we're headed in the right direction. So you're Everyone, talking police, I'm talking fire, public schools. Yeah. I'm talking public safety, which is 911 response workers, fire, mm-hmm. police, um, parks and rec, human services. A lot of people forget that, and that's one of the most important ones because they're 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 handling things like the foster care system, right? The juvenile system. Um, the they they sign everyone up for Medicaid. Uh, they they're the ones that are in hospitals trying to get um, uh, poor families what they need, even if it's a bed or a, a car seat. Um, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Public Works, those are the ones that take care of all of our buildings, and they're doing a fine job. Um, I I want to see those prosper because if they do and they are filled and they are operating within their means, um, it makes our city attractive. And I feel like that is just going to be more incentive for big business and more people to come and live here. Okay. All right. And um, let's talk schools now. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, You are a teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us what you teach, where you teach. I teach at Randolph College, so I'm not, I'm I'm obviously not in the, in the public school system, Um, but I teach theater. And you have kids. I do. In the public school Uh, system. Lona, Lona is not. She's too young just yet to be in, okay. in LCS. But, uh, yeah, my son Arden goes to public schools. Okay. She is in first grade. All right. And what do you think the number one uh, focus needs to be for our schools in Lynchburg? I think before we address anything, we need to figure out what's going on with that facilities report. Um, and I, and I <laughs> coming into it full steam, it's, it's coming up next year within the next with, within the next year. Um that's some that's some dicey decisions that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, some elementary schools are going to need to be closed, right? And some may be built more renovated, mm-hmm. uh, and that is there's just a lot of controversial decisions that need to be made because whatever the whatever's well, gonna, they're going to be difficult decisions mm-hmm. because and other parts around us have gone through that. We went through that with Yellow Branch and some yeah. some others, um, and and people nobody wants their school nobody wants to be their the one to be closed. I know, and, and I get I, it, and I feel like. But and, to and be that, good stewards of of money and resources, mm-hmm. sometimes that has to happen. That it has to happen, and I what I want to what I want to ensure is that there is a cool and collaborative head in the room, um, be, and, and it's thinking about all all of Lynchburg and not just you know the kid that the the, the school where your kid is placed. Because if we're going to be building new schools and closing others, I feel like whatever whatever school gets closed, that is gonna that is gonna wreak havoc on the property taxes that are in that and the property values within that neighborhood because all it of a could. sudden you get bust you have to be bust over even farther so i would but like to see if you're busing to a better school a school that's performing better mm-hmm. that could be a good thing yes it, it could be a good thing and that's what we that's what we because that's exactly what we need to what see we need to ensure happens right is that the schools that are lacking are getting the resources that they need because in a, a lot of places in, in around the country School resources are based on property taxes. So you get these rich neighborhoods with amazing schools. That isn't the case here. So there's no reason that one school here should be better than another school. And so Agreed, we need to get those. We've we got a lot of work to do. We do. With we that do. one, for yeah. sure. And, um, but I, I also feel like we have the capability to work together to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Earl, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, good luck. Thank you. It's really close oh. now. 
It's, yep. it's happening. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Regardless you can't you can't vote early and vote Earl for you know, but one more day. One more but day. There you but go. Then, uh, what would you say? Vote Tuesday and vote Earl. Uh huh. Yeah, that can if you work. Use that. Too. I get like what like a dollar an ad. Hey, I think if I win, you get a penny of vote. <laughs> have a have a great day and uh, and and good luck. That's to actually you. illegal. Sorry, I can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you got to put a marker on that. Edit it out later uh we're going to be talking schools we're going to continue that conversation in our next half hour as uh, chris daniels is going to be coming in to talk about the bedford county schools so uh you join us for that here on the morning jam i'm janet rose thanks so much for joining us on this friday